You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. All right, gentlemen, welcome to a new week. Nice to see all of you here. We've got Ned here today. We've got GP here today. We've got Bruce here today. Full house. And hopefully later this week, we will have Marty back. Uh, he is uh, still recovering from his slight venture there and a uh, slight stint in the hospital. So we wish you a speedy recovery, sir. And we hope to have you back soon. So today, I, I want to start with a few things. I, I got a lot that I want to touch on today. We want to talk about what's going on on Wall Street. We want to talk about what's going on with vaccines a little bit. But I wanted to start today with I actually went out today. I mean, I had some things I had to go out and pick up, and I went down to the uh, to the local dairy farm because I wanted some milk, and they have fresh milk down. I mean, it doesn't get any more fresh than the dairy farm, right? So I thought, hey, why not? You know, I'll take a trip down there. So I hopped in the car, and I started driving around town. And I kid you not, I mean, it wasn't even that warm out today. It was kind of cold, but there were tons of people out today. And I mean, tons of people. They were absolutely everywhere, walking up and down the streets, through the middle of town, out along, you know, the countryside, along all of the paths out there for people to walk through. And it was just it was an amazing thing to see. I mean, everybody was all bundled up and everything. You had people on bicycles, you had people out there walking their kids, walking their dogs, things like that. And it was it was amazing to see that. And I, I bet you I, I bet you today I saw, I don't know, 1,500 to 2,000 people. That's how many people were out today. I was shocked. The weather wasn't even that great. It was cold. It was it was cloudy. It was all gloomy and everything. And I thought, this is just, this is terrible. But there were people out. I would say the most refreshing thing about all that, the most refreshing thing that I saw about all the people that were out interacting with each other and talking to each other and had all their kids out. And you saw kids playing in the park, kicking the ball around and things like that. And other people walking through the parks, whole families walking through the parks, people playing with their dogs. I saw maybe three people the entire afternoon wearing a mask. Three. That was it. That to me is a telltale sign that a lot of the people, at least in this community where I'm at, a lot of the people here are saying, all right, that's enough of this. That, that's enough of this. Yeah. It's enough of that. What's that? It, it's sad. This is all sad. We're, we're sitting here is it, talking about how wonderful and great it is that we're seeing people out there acting normal. Yeah, that's you're right. It's sad. It, it is sad. But at the same time, look at where we're at. It's sad that we got there to begin with. Right. It, it's yeah. sad that we got there to begin with. And it's refreshing to see people looking past it, trying to get out of it. You know what I mean? So that I guess that's where I was at with it. I'm not trying to condemn it or anything or, or talk right, about right. it. I'm just saying in the position we're in, it's sad that it's gotten to this point And we're talking about how wonderful it is that people are acting normal. You know, it's, yeah. It's a psychological thing, isn't it? And it's just yeah. turning people in a direction. We just got, we're just waking up. I mean, sadly enough, in this country, it was put on one of the social medias and looked at it and checked it out. And there was a couple were burying their young child of 13. And because basically, because they were locked up and they were kept away from schools and everything like that, the child was going a bit haywire and was practicing self-strangulation and all sorts of things so they kept things away from it the doctor said this and everything and whatever and then eventually managed to get the belt off their sister's 
bathrobe, found it, and that was the end of it. And it's all due to being locked up. The kids can't psychologically handle this. It's been too much. It's gone on for too long. And that is a casualty that should never have happened. Yeah. And it is really sad. And it is just because, I mean, we live in what they call a caring society, which really doesn't give a heck. And that is a casualty that should never have happened. And that'll be one of many. Yeah. Because if it's happened yeah. here, it's happened somewhere else. Oh, it's happened. Yeah. Uh, the, the suicide rates are off the charts. They're off the charts. And yeah. it's not just from the youth, but all age groups, they're off the charts. And you know something, th- this is this is where I'm at with it. Now, and I don't know if you guys feel the same, but and I'm not going to get onto this, this rant because there's a lot that can be said about this. But when it comes to this type of stuff that we're seeing with the, the the suicides that are off the charts, people that have lost their family members, their children due to this because of suicide rates, high suicide rates, the anxiety, the depression, things like that. You know, I, I understand that these governments have to be held accountable. I understand that. But simply in the manners of this, right, in, in this manner, with the lockdowns, the damage that they have caused, not just economically from the business, but the personal side of it, it the personal good. toll that it's taken. I'm sorry, Simply resigning is not enough here. That's not enough. Not my opinion. These people have to be held accountable for this. They have to be prosecuted for this. Because in my in my humble opinion, this is a crime against humanity. This goes further than simply bankrupting uh, you know a town or two of small businesses or emptying out some cities because of lockdowns unjustifiably put together because of PCR tests. This is something else. This is deeper. And I'm sorry, but simply resigning these politicians, local, state, federal, I don't give a damn. Resigning's not enough. We want more. No. We want more. If you have a business, if you have a business and they made it law because so many businesses weren't held accountable, once you're a director of that business, everything you stand to lose. Yeah. And it should go for the governments as well. You start manipulating people's lives. You take responsibility for what you do. And that's the way it should be. No. <laughs> I had to, he had to come in and say that, didn't he? Okay, let's I'm, let's look at it's it. Like not this. like we. Okay, go ahead. Go Let, let's look at it like this because I want to transition. I, I want to transition here. I, I want to. Mm. I want to. Before we get too deep into that subject, you came in today, GP, and you were all kinds of mm. hot and mm-hmm. pissed off and, and all the rest of it, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. And so let, let's pivot. Let's pivot because there is mm. a connection here with these lockdowns. You're hearing from governments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well. You want your life back. Well, here's your ticket back into society. Everybody gets vaccinated. Here's your ticket back into society. But, but, oh, no, 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 no. See, if you get that, you're still going to have to wear masks. You're still going to have to social distance. You're still going to have to lock down. Oh, no, there's all these mutations here now. And and, and that's just, that's not going to do it. But we still need you to get vaccinated. So as we've been talking about, and we've just been calling out, we, we haven't gotten into detail, but we have been talking mm. vaccines off and on. But we have been calling out what's happened in the U.S. and in the U.K. and in other parts of Europe, Germany, right? Talked about the uh, the, mm. the long-term care home at uh, Lake Constance here. Residents mm. were vaccinated. 70 residents were vaccinated first week of January. And now a third of them have died within the last two to three weeks. Same thing in the U.K. There was a care home in uh, Pemberley. Uh, Pe- Pemberley, I'm sorry. And again, 60 residents, all vaccinated. A third of them died within three weeks. And of course, the administrations in all of these areas are coming out saying, oh, it's got nothing to do with the vaccine. Now, I'm not. And there, there's an unconfirmed report that we're still trying to put together down in uh, in Gibraltar. There's another one that happened down there. Uh, and 53 people or excuse me, 50 people 
uh, died in that care home. But we're st- again, we're still trying to confirm that. And the population down there is not happy. They are not happy. When you got a population of 30,000 people and 53 people all of a sudden die, that's a problem. Especially when they had, what was it, Bruce? Seven deaths the entire year prior? Yep. The yeah. entire year, they had seven COVID deaths. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden this month, they had 50. No, yeah. something's wrong there. But- you talk of Malta? Gibraltar. Or Gibraltar. Okay. Yeah. So I'd subtly mentioned something last week that we're talking about uh, vaccines. And then I, I, I'd subtly said, well, when you really look at it, it's not even really a vaccine that they're giving you. Because if it is truly a vaccine, well, then you're going to form some kind of immunity to it. And then it's going to protect you against all these things. Well, I mean, that's what vaccines no. do. I understand. That's not a vaccine. That's not what this is. I understand that. But traditionally, vaccines- Get me hot. <laughs> I understand. And that's I'm leading to it. I'm leading to it. But when when you get a vaccine, that's the point of getting a vaccine is that you are protected against whatever pathogen or whatever virus is attempting to do you harm. That's the point of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But this one. Yeah, that's that is not, the point. Yeah. That's not what this one does. That's not what this one does. So uh, go ahead, GP, to you, to your point. When you came in this evening, you were all kinds of pissed off and rightfully so. I, I, I and not because no, I, I understand where you're at because mm-hmm. you have experience in this line of work and uh, and and you spent a lot of time consulting with people on and off of uh, projects like this. And so I'm interested, and I'm sure the listeners are interested in your take on this. So what exactly has got you so hot about all this? Well, it all started with a uh, a post a well known friend of mine uh, had uh, posted was about saying how. This why shouldn't you be they, he's going against the is saying these people are anti-vaxxers that people that how could the doctors aren't evil. Oh, wait, wait, we're not we're not. Anti, no, no, no. I, I, I'm going to let you go. But just to be clear, as I've said many times before. Oh, I'm we're not, not anti-vaxxers. We're either. not anti-vaxxers. Not even close. No, but this is not a vaccine. A vaccine is to prevent you from acquiring a specific disease set, whether, you know, a viral set or whatever, maybe. OK, so that's what this vaccine is about. A vaccine, a vaccine is about. That's not what this one is. This one is to prevent symptoms. It doesn't prevent you from getting it, and it does not prevent you from giving it to somebody else. This is strictly to lower your risk of getting a severe illness. That's basically like an aspirin is to the cold. It is in the same equivalent. Reduces fever, reduces your chance of this, it reduces your chance of that. But it does not prevent you from getting that cold. This vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID. And it, please read people. It's this misinformation that it continues along the same line that this vaccine is a vaccine. It's not. It just prevents you from getting severe symptoms. It's not a cure. It's not a stop. It's not a anything. And the reason why the governments are having you get this is because it reduced the cost, the hospital costs of people going into the hospital. It just reduced the amount of people being hospitalized. That's a huge cost. 95, this is, this is what it is good for. I'm not going to say this is a bad thing, that it's a completely terrible thing, but this is what it's good for. It's for good for reducing the amount of people hospitalized for severe symptoms. That's what it's good for. But it's not good for you to not get it. It's not good for you to not give it to somebody else. That's not what this is. But that's what they're toting it is. Oh, excuse me. They are not even toting that because if you go on their websites, they clearly state this does not prevent you from getting it. This does not prevent you from giving it to somebody else. Very clearly. They're very they, clear. Yeah, they're transparent. Clear. They've said they're, that from it's the not like they're. Yeah, it's not like they're trying to hide anything. But the misinformation from social media and these news networks, because they do not understand what's going on. They perpetuate this idea that it prevents you from getting it or giving it to anyone else. How stupid is that? 
I in agree it, because on NHS England, uh-huh. they said there's they broadcast that there's there's eighty percent protection, but even when you get the vaccine, you can catch COVID and be a carrier and transmit it. Yes, and they are openly saying that out there, and the people are still pushing it from every angle. So everybody's going, well, we got to get it, got to get it, we got to get it. But what exactly is it doing for you has not been raised at a common law level, you know, the way they mm. talk. No, it hasn't been explained, actually, at all. No. Well, they have released information a little bit, but they're not getting any kind of audience. They are releasing no. information, but it's not getting an audience. I mean, seriously, if they came out, if the, if the president of the United States, and I'm thinking Donald Trump is complicit in this also, because he said he wanted a transparent you know, presidency, and he did not. Because in this situation, he could have came up there and they would have tore him up because all he had to do was go to his little the little podium and said, you guys, this vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. It doesn't stop you from giving it to other people. The only thing it does is reduces your chances, chances of having severe side, of, side effects from COVID. He could have done that very simply and been transparent like he promised and he didn't. And freaking Biden's doing the same damn thing. Question. What if Trump's intention was to get a vaccine that he, as he understood it, a vaccine, which is what we've always known, mm-hmm. uh, which prevents you or uh, helps prevent you from getting a mm-hmm. disease, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is his basic understanding of a, a vaccine. As far yeah, as they keep calling it a vaccine, it's not. Right. No, but my point is, what if warp speed, that's what the intention of warp speed was. Okay. It's okay. to produce a vaccine. That's okay. what he intended. But then you have, and I'm using it for the sake of the argument, what if it's the companies that seen an opportunity to test a new product without FDA approval to just go in and create a therapeutic, if mm-hmm. you will, and create a vaccine that doesn't keep you from getting sick. It keeps you from having symptoms mm-hmm. so that you're still potentially able to get it. And, and you always need boosters. Need and you will always need boosters. There's no money in a cure. There's plenty of money in treating the symptoms. And that's what we're going through. And once what how this all triggered is besides looking up his post and getting me going, um, was my research into the lawsuits. I wanted to follow the lawsuits against the vaccines. You know how lawsuits? many there are? Stop, stop. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. No, I, I'm curious. I'm curious because lawsuits, mm-hmm. these companies have liability protection. What lawsuits are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. There's none. There are none. In okay. the pandemic, there are none. nobody can be held accountable. No, no. They, they are extreme. They are exempt from all yeah. lawsuits. Yep. And you know why it's classified as, to, in order to get that, as a voluntary experimental medication. It's voluntary, by the way. Just letting you know. Yeah. Choice. It is choice. It's your choice to get an experimental medication. It's the way they the way they uh, take your choice away. They say, yeah, it, this is watch. aspirin. Why do they call it a vaccine? It's like an anal. It's not an analgesic, but it's it's basically just prevents the symptoms, but it's not really preventing the disease. We need a word for that. Do we have a word for that? Masking a therapeutic. A therapeutic. Okay. Well, see, that's that that's, to that's me. That's not really. That, that to me, new, though, that's that the is thing. a new COVID mask. Yeah, right. That's, yeah, the new COVID. Yeah. Well, four actually, masks are better than four, four masks yeah, four, are better than four twelve. Better. 
Yeah, you got you got to work. Formats are better than a positive and, environment. And suit. you know, I, a positive I saw, environment suit does not help you. I saw the instructional <laughs> video today. You know, the COVID anal swabs that that are now becoming mm-hmm. quite popular. You need to. Does it happen ins- to look like a long cylindrical object? It, it is actually, and you have to insert it one to two inches, and you have to twirl mm. it ten times. Go watch the instructional video. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> Do, so do you see how ridiculous all this is? Does it also ri- say not to use jelly or honey? Oh, God. It's, it, you see how ridiculous all this is, right? I mean, you have to laugh at it at this point. You have to laugh at it. But uh, again, like all of us have been saying from the very beginning of all of this last year, we said exercise, sleep, live your life, eat healthy and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That right there, those things right there. Take supplements if you need to, if you can't get it from from eating healthy. Take the supplements to offset, which I do, thanks to you, GP. You're welcome. Yeah. And you'll be here shortly. I will be here shortly. But the, well, I'm still, I'm still thanking you from the last time. The, yeah, that part. But <laughs> no, nonetheless, the thing that, like, the key to keeping healthy and fighting off a virus or any kind of infection for that matter is to have a healthy lifestyle. That hasn't been discussed at all. It's simply lockdown, social distance, wear a mask, get a vaccine. That's it. That's it. No talk of any well, kind actually, of therapeutics or actually, anything. They actually told you to get out and exercise daily. And then slowly, the longer they've been turning shutdown, they've been telling them not to do this because you're starting to mix with people and the few that possibly did. So then people stopped exercising, stopped going out in groups and stopped running, stopped cycling. And all of a sudden, they've the, the, the question is, what's it all about? Now they know this is been one big yarn from day one to here what is the main aim behind it all what's well, not being said i have i i mean i'm just i'm just guessing here i'm not i'm not conspiratorial or anything like that i'm just looking at at what information's out there and this is just my own brain working you have a medical establishment big pharma companies all the rest of it the foundations like gates and and company right his foundations big vaccine pushers okay so they stand to make a very large amount of money you yourself ned presented presented the evidence here that he stood to gain 20 oh, yeah. what was it 20 times the profit 20 out times of his, yeah exactly what he put out in. of out of the the covid billions 19 crisis of with, billions of billions exactly so he puts in 1.8 billion he gets back you know god knows how much but be 360 if you want yeah, to yeah well yeah, but i mean that's that's what he is right he, he's the profiteer on all this but he's pushing it behind the scenes at the same time He's a zero population guy. And and I'm just I'm just saying, based on his TED talk that he gave, he says we've got a population currently of seven billion that's headed up to about nine billion in the coming decades. Now, if we do a really great job with this, then we can get that number down. He was talking about that in relation to CO2 emissions. Right. So he's talking about that and climate change. And he says, now, one of these numbers has to go to zero. Now, if we do a really great job with this through the use of vaccines, health care and reproductive health, then one of those numbers can go to zero. Now, I don't know about any of you, but I've never known a vaccine to cause a population to reduce unless it either euthanizes you or sterilizes you. That's just my opinion. Healthcare, meaning, well, we've seen how well healthcare has been in all this, the amount of elective surgeries that have been canceled, cancer surgeries, heart surgeries, all the rest of it are gone. Mental health is out the window. So he's not exactly a healthcare expert in all this either. Or his policies haven't been, rather. Neither have the governments that are following his directive. He's met with Boris Johnson on a number of occasions through all of this. So I would imagine he's the driving force behind what's going on in the UK. I'm just putting two and two together here. 
And then reproductive health, he's talking about abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood. So uh, again, you're asking what the plan is behind it. What's what's the deal behind it? These are deep. These people want to depopulate. That's what's behind it. Again, I'm just looking at what's there. That's all. That's a mighty nasty road. And by it's the a nasty way, nasty road. But these are we, nasty we, people. We went past. We went past the uh, seven billion a while ago. We did. We that did. Was, that was supposed to be the manageable level of the biosphere that we live on. We did actually go past that tipping point already, and it, it it's not it's not very clever. I mean, the next big window you can guarantee is going to be all of a sudden back to climate change. They'll start to manipulate that. And it's going to be electric this, electric that, electric this, electric that. They're going to try and manipulate the system, force the gas producers out. They're going to go all electric by such and such and, and such and such, and, which actually does not make sense on a lot of vehicles because the diesel vehicle is needed in a hell of a lot of agriculture throughout the world and everything. You're going to see a massive monopoly moving in that direction. And they will force people. I think, if anything else, the COVID run has been a run to see how far you can push people and manipulate them. It's been a hell of a psychological trip. And out of it, I'd say the voice of the people have forgotten to speak up. They've forgotten how to. Until I'll now, they're what, fed up. Let's, uh, y'all, they are. They are. Let's, uh, let, I tell you what, I have that clip here of Gates. If you, if you like, I can play it. It's just, it's, it's only about, uh, it's only about a minute here, but let's take a listen to this. For everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's <laughs> back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take uh, a look. People are laughing. Uh, first, we've got population. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. There you go. So how does Who's healthcare that? reduce it? Did you say who was that? That was Bill Gates. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, no, I'm just referring to his voice. His... <laughs> no. He's missing. Yeah, but the whole thing is missing there. He, he's missing so many variables when he talks about CO2 emissions and everything else and the energy side of it. Because there's a lot happening in this world that, I mean, the biggest problem you've got in this world is what you've got locked under that ice and in the ice. And if it's melting, you've got a problem because you have got simple things like, I mean, you've got methane. You've got methane locked in them ice shells off the Siberian area. And that comes back from a long way earlier. And that is far worse than any CO2 emissions. If that comes down, your atmosphere is going to suffer even more. You've got, I mean, the existing um, ring of fire, as they call it, with the volcanoes and that. Yep, around the Pacific. Yeah. Right, which is, means your existing volcanoes, which are out there, and they're the ones that look like the triangular side, and they're spewing it into the air. You've got what, they, they, there are several, quite a lot of volcanoes 
that are compressed under the ice shelves. Yeah. Yep. And if the ice shelves go and they appear, they're going to start puffing stuff out as well. There's a hell of a lot of ecological things. It's not just CO2 and man's got to manage this himself or whatever. He's just doing that on, sorry, that's a business level. That's of what can we engineer the people in what direction to? Exactly. We'll frighten them with this. Exactly. We'll frighten them with this and we're going to use this and go, right, we've got to do this to stop this. This is a way of making money. That actual voice in there isn't about, well, let's look to the future and sort everything out. That's about making money. I'm sorry, but I mean, that is all that was. That was just shallow. That was whoever was speaking there. That was too shallow because there's a lot more to it out there. And I'm, I don't even know whether we've gone past the point where we can draw back and we've got to learn things to do it because all the governments in the world know, no matter what, people know at a higher level the state of things and they're still squabbling over what should be done. It's like people and large companies that used to lock all the patents away because they didn't want it there now because they had a product, whether it was oil or whatever, which they wanted to sell. Yeah. Well, it's like diamonds. I w- I'd hate- they keep the diamonds off well, the markets purposely to keep the price high. Well, this is it. So if they're still going to go down that road, the people in charge are thinking, well, I'm not going to be alive then, so I don't give a stuff. Most of these and elites... That is not, uh, and that is not the way to be until we totally change our way of thinking. Yeah, most of these elites don't have any children. Most of them don't have any children. I've actually heard this term before. They're like suicide bankers. You know, the uh, the type that the world's burning and they're they're putting in uh, calls, you know, at the, until the very end. So, like, for example, there was a guy that was hanging out in the World Trade Center building on 9-11, and he was betting against the market while it was crashing the entire time. And I kid you not, he stayed in there betting against the market over and over and over and over again. And he eventually had, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood, he made like $100 million in a couple of hours, but he stayed in there when everyone else evacuated and the tower came down on top of him. To this day, that money is still sitting at an account in Deutsche Bank here in Germany and no one can claim it because the guy's dead and he had no children. He's a suicide banker. It's the same mentality with these people. They don't- say banker? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's what they are. They're they're suicidal. They don't care. They're completely reckless in their thinking. They don't care about you or I or anyone else. We're just useless cattle to these people. That's what we are. But at the same time, we're also looking at them in the same manner. Right. They're useless. These are useless people. These are like this is the scourge of humanity. But this is this is another make part of the whole facet of the human makeup. What made him like that? Power. I mean, what, what, yeah, no, but what made him, no, the false idea of it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been sitting there thinking he's going to achieve anything. Well, it was the money. Because he did achieve anything. Yeah, it was the money yeah. that got him to the prominence level. And then once he got there, he thought, oh, okay, yeah, this money isn't going to really carry me much further, especially now that the currency system and the whole paper system is about to fail. So now they're looking at the aspect of power. Same thing with Gates, right? Gates is investing in assets. He's one of the largest holders or excuse me, one of the largest landowners of farmland in the United States, but yet he's on board with an agenda like the Great Reset that says we're not allowed to own anything. So he, he knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he knows where to hedge his bets. He knows that. But see, and, and this is why, and we'll talk about Wall Street here in a little bit, but this is the point where the uh, the average person, you know, such as you or I or anyone else, we can now jump in 
And if we concentrate our efforts on one place in Wall Street, then we can knock them out of the box. And when you knock these hedge funds and everything out of the box, Gates and all of them will fall like dominoes. Because if you if you strip their money away, they won't have anything left to stand on after that. They're like any other organized crime boss. You take away their support structure and you take away the things that insulate them, you can go right at them. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. You know what they're going to do? It's going to take it out on us. Yes, they are. People. Yes, you're right. They they're going to tax us. To, they're going to have the government tax us to look death what doing and now. give them all kinds it doesn't of benefits. Matter. It doesn't matter. Look what they're doing now with the lockdowns. Isn't that enough of a tax? That's pissing people off enough. They're going to come mm-hmm. after everything anyway. So that's going to backfire on them. So it doesn't matter what they do. They can sit there and raise taxes. Not going to backfire. And do this they're just they're just we are too compliant. We've trained to be too compliant over the years. In which country? Yeah. We are. In which country? Let's just go with the United States. Okay. We're too compliant. And we have 340 million people of the population on this globe, on this earth. And we are a financial superpower. And yet our people have been trained just to follow orders, go to work. Follow orders, go to work. Mm. We had this um, little simile years ago, and it is saying, wow, hang on. Somebody wrote a book once about a farm. Yeah. Let's put that like people. The governments are farmers. They want the people to be the cattle, go out and eat the grass come back and the tax is the milk. And if they can get the majority high enough in a population doing that, they're happy. Mm-hmm. Right? We won't worry about the odd one or two renegades or whatever else. That can get sorted. But they have created that scenario. And that is what people do. Because if you go out and want a conversation about even another country or what's happening in their political system or whatever, sorry, I haven't got the time with it. I've just got to get on with this. But what are they getting on with? Mm-hmm. Nothing that's going to mean anything. It's the everyday mundane thing. People are becoming more country isolated and everything else, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Divide and conquer. And that's the way it is. And it that is. is, yeah. And that is how they've, and that is how the whole structure works. And it's quite sad because we in the UK, as soon as like at the election, when everybody went to bed before they expected the result to come out, which wasn't the result they expected. Everything went quiet about America. Everything went quiet about America. The news was just COVID this, COVID that, COVID that, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It was all about the election. Everybody went to bed and then boom, mm-hmm. you might as well drop the curtain. And then not until all of a sudden someone is being impeached mm-hmm. did it wake up again over here. And that was mainstream media. And they're doing it here. So where are they doing it? Everywhere else. It's a horrible control mechanism. It's democracy and it's highlight. You can say what you wish as long as you don't say this. Mm-hmm. And that is the sad thing about the whole system. Yeah. Cattle, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what we've become. Yeah. It's or like, the majority. Yeah. Yeah. The majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm, they just, then they rile up whoever they want to rile up. Oh yeah. They can fire it off and go wherever they wish. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's when you learn to look through a plain glass window and you start to see mobs being created, manipulated and off they go. I mean. Mm-hmm. You go back to the early days of what they used to call the Cold War and the CND and all those things that they said there was a lot of external influence because mm-hmm. it was created from the external side to cause destabilization within the Western things and whatever to get them to disarm and whatever. It's been going on for so long and they still do it. They mm-hmm. create their mobs, wind it up, tick tock, tick tock, off you go. Humans are very easily manipulated, especially okay. if they don't have anything to live for. As they say, the more mundane it is, the easier it is to actually put a thought in their head and off they go. 
I'll, I'll give you an example of the 1800s, how easily the countries are manipulated. In the 1800s, early 1800s, you know, we were, of course, the United States was trying to get tax dollars. Well, do you know what tomato, a tomato, science will tell you tomato is a fruit. Tomato, tomato, yes. Tomato, tomato, it's a fruit. Yes. Well, the early United States did not have a tax on fruits. It was illegal. They didn't have a tax for fruit. So they got together in court to decide, even though science says it's a fruit, they decided that tomato was a vegetable in order to be taxed. (laughs) It is what it is. I'm not joking. I trust the government completely because they know what's best for me because they are not looking at a fiscal advantage over the rest of us. But no. if, if, if you look at the history of the tax system, <laughs> you've, you've had taxes on this country on moustaches. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've yes. Tax, you ta- glass tax. Windows. Windows. Yeah, bedrooms. glass tax. Windows tax. Yeah, glass tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Anything and everything. Do you and still have a bedroom tax? A bedroom tax? Yeah. Oh, you mean, oh, there's tax laws and benefit laws here. This is like if it's a very complicated thing. We get double tax for everything in this country. Yeah, I heard it was like tax. this. I heard it was like if you have an extra well, do you room have in your taxes house on your taxes. They yeah, do actually. About, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a good thing Marty's not in here because he would just take over this entire conversation from all of us because he really hates taxes. I've never. Because I met. have a tax that I pay to pay taxes. It's called an income tax. Yes, and it's called. A, and when, yeah, and when, also and when do you stop gains, paying that? It's terrible. When do we stop paying that? Yeah. I don't know if it ever ends. I think I still keep paying it out because I vote after I'm dead. So I'm probably paying taxes, too. Yeah, you see, the thing is, in, <laughs> in, in, in this country, you you have two basic taxes that come out of your pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One goes to what they call the national pension, mm-hmm. which that that's that national pension that was sort of at this t- age. But you might get it later on. You might get mm-hmm. it later on. It slowly gets moved a backwards. And so when you get to pensionable age, you stop mm-hmm. paying one of those taxes. Mm-hmm. Even if you work, so they mm-hmm. can't because it goes, it's supposed to go towards mm-hmm. your pension. So if you're working at eighty, you're making better. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. let's do this. Let, let's do this. Since, yeah, since we're on this subject, since we're on the subject of like finances, let's talk about what's happened with. Uh, and I know we kind of we've kind of been dancing around this a little bit, but let's talk about what's going on with Wall Street with like this GameStop thing. This game, awesome, <laughs> wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it great? I'm celebrating in my underwear. Okay, I'm not wearing underwear. Can somebody I really <laughs> Can somebody explain to me now you're talking about Wall Street, the actual yes. who who actually comprises Reddit? Bruce. Um, Various readers and listeners and readers and bloggers. Yeah, it's a basic group of people yeah, that actually got together, people. didn't they? Yeah. It's just the average person, right? It, yeah. It's it's more Reddit is more uh typically more of your nerds in certain niches. <sighs> So, you know, you'll have your video game nerds, your comic nerds, your Wall Street nerds, your computer nerds. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, if you get what, what I'm getting at, you know, people that are passionate about a certain subject, you'll have a subreddit on that subject, you know, and, and people of that enjoy that typically populate those locations. So it's think of it like an old school form, if you will, from back in the day. Because they actually got together and caused a bit of a hoo-ha the other day on the stock exchange, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so basically they just got together and said, uh, bought stocks, said uh, one user, I think, uh, initially dumped $56,000 worth of money. They took out their retirement and then some others jumped in. And I mean, you had hundreds of thousands of stocks being bought. Basically, they drove... They drove the stock from being $2.50 a share to something like 330 uh, which at one point it was 447 at one point and 
I, I don't know if it went any higher than that. Um, I thought it went to like five thirty or something. I could be it, wrong. It might have. Yeah. Um, it, but they drove it up. And basically, some of the people that initially started into it made like the the, the guy that uh, put fifty. Uh, he bought fifty um, fifty thousand shares for fifty six thousand dollars, and um, he made bank. Um, he or she they they made uh, at the time we were talking about it. What was it, like one hundred and twenty four million is what they would have walked away with. So if they would have sold it, I think it was at three something, mm-hmm. but. They basically got together and said, "Hey, let's uh, let's do this ourselves. We don't need to be some hedge fund. We just but, get all of us together and throw you know a if, little bit together." If I understand correctly, this is what it got triggered by because they were ups- upset because of the creation of the hedge funds, which obviously they are the people that play on the negative, don't they? They play yeah. on the failure. Yeah, these yeah. are the people and that so think that they, they own the world. To go yeah. against they, it. Yeah, hedge they, funds should be illegal they should be absolutely these are the people like these are the like this is you talk about wall street scum right those are hedge funds seriously all of them every last damn one of them if we had an actual system that was meant to function properly all those hedge funds would have gone bust in 08 every last damn one of them we wouldn't have bailed them out a couple of them did go bust but those are the ones that they threw to the wolves and said oh yeah we didn't we didn't bail all of them out you know lehman brothers bear stearns all the rest of them but these yeah exactly they said oh well some of them failed no but then the whole system oh well it's too big to fail these are the scumbags that think that they own new york that think that they own london they think they own frankfurt they think they own tokyo singapore and all the rest of it they don't they don't and you know what there is an angry pack of people out in front of wall street today saying you know what we're going to do it again and again and again and again and it's like, think of think of these like, you know, think of these people as the peasants. Look, generation, the, the millennials, generation Z, the Zoomers or whatever you call them, bros. But like we're the generations. We will have no assets. None. Zero. There's no future because all these people have stolen it all through fraud. So why not hit them in the pocketbook? Why not put them out of business? These people like here's the difference. Here's the difference. Schwab and company. Right. Klaus Schwab and company. These these uh, these losers down there in uh, in Davos. Right. Those those types of people. Okay, the ones that actually make their money off of the uh, the system of the hedge funds and all this, you know, that stealing all the money and all that stuff. That's how they make bank. That's their bread and butter. But if you put those hedge funds out of business, if you hit these people and you take all their money away, then guess what? They'll have no assets and they'll be happy about it because right now they've got them and they're miserable. I'd say turn it back around on them. So to be clear on what they were doing. They were betting on the failure of that stock. They were betting on the hedge funds. We're betting that yeah. at the time they were betting it was um, it was like twelve dollars a share, and they started betting on a downturn, which means the mm. stock was going to lose value. And um, a lot of them were probably doing things to manipulate the market anyway. Exactly. And yeah. well, what these what these um, redditors did is exactly what hedge funds do: is um, they went in and basically drove. An upturn, if you will, but they did it at a time when they were already they were betting on a downturn. So this is where I think it was it was a um, this was all intentional. It was it was a revenge, if you will, um, the, because they waited for these these hedge funds to bet. Once they bet on that, and if the stock goes up uh, above what they were you know betting on the downturn, they have to pay the 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 um the, the difference, if you will. A proportional difference of what's going up. Yeah. That exactly. would cost them an arm and a leg. It, it, it costs them billions. Yeah. And so something like 80, that, some was it 80 going, billion or was it 800 billion? I couldn't remember. 
but it was it was a lot. Uh, it was it was a lot. Yeah, and because of that, um, you're looking at hedge funds having to close out, and you know what? Um, they're dead weight. These, uh, yeah. as you said, these these hedge funds are the ones that should have went under back yep. in 08. Yeah, but ethically and morally, it's wrong. I mean, if they have I mean, no ethics or morals, you, you've you've gone from a market that actually used to thrive on let's do this, let's make this. I mean, we will benefit from doing something positive. To hang on, we can make a lot of money out of pain and failure if we force. I mean, you could be forcing the market in a direction where people lose their livelihoods and it's justifiable how can that be right i mean no that's wrong i mean it's bad enough as as the normal markets get manipulated before the hedge funds once hedge funds are in that means it becomes a blatant okay who can we destroy next well that's exactly if this was just a normal free market I'm not against people betting against, you know, uh, being able to bet against a a, a company or, or a stock or whatnot, you know, betting that it will fail. I mean, I'm not because, again, you, you run into this situation that we're in now. If you're wrong, you have to pay out of your pocket to pay for that difference. Well, I mean, there's a like a fair win loss there, right? But the problem is, is this is all manipulated. The market yeah. isn't a free market. So I'm, I agree. It's this this whole thing is unethical uh, the way it's currently functioning. But if it were just you know the average person going out there doing it on their own and betting on it, that's one thing. And in a non manipulated market, well, no. But this is at the corporate level of money. This is yeah, exactly. It is, it is not good. Which yeah. actually keeps a certain large proportion of the population unable to do anything yeah. unless and, they get together. Exactly. And if, if these hedge funds didn't exist and we didn't have this kind of a thing, these Redditors wouldn't have been able to go out and do exactly what they just did because yeah. there wouldn't have been these large corporations betting against it. That's right. So, yeah. And then they scream foul, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yes. And oh, now, we're under attack. We're under attack by evil white supremacist gamers. <laughs> like, that's what they're yeah. talking about. They're, like, that's, they're, that's they're, what they're saying. They're calling them Nazis. Yeah. We're, we're, we're under attack by online insurrectionists. You know, that's a new one now. Yeah, online insurrectionists. That, that's, we're, we're experiencing an insurrection on Wall Street. No, no. The free market has experienced an insurrection by people that have taken it over and sold it out. That's the insurrection. And Congress is talking about doing regulation to curb this from happening again. Of course they are, because the head funds put them in office. That's why. Mm-hmm. The controllers yeah. don't like losing control. Exactly. Do you know, they're up there crying foul, and they're building walls around government buildings all across the West because they're terrified. Now, if they yeah, have such well, a legitimate yeah. system, then why are you so scared? Why are you building walls around your government buildings? Why are you building walls around your parliament buildings and your capital buildings? Why are you doing that? Popular vote. That's what they're afraid of. <laughs> That's a popular vote. Yeah, they get a popular vote. They put walls up around themselves. No, yeah. the popular vote, as in the people's vote, yeah. are against they're afraid them. of populism. Yeah, yeah they're, they're afraid of they're, populism. That's, that's what they're afraid of. And that is why, I mean, what we hear over here now is all those little laws they want to pass through for domestic terrorism over in America. I mean, this is getting a bit yeah, stupid, Ned, isn't it? I, f- I forgot to ask, how do you feel? You're in here with three domestic terrorists from the United States and three insurrectionists. By that decree that you're talking about, yeah. by that decree, we're, yeah, but, we're domestic terrorists. Yeah, have you ever heard of anything Brits, more ridiculous well, in your life? The Brits have always been bloody mercenaries, so hey, 
We don't care. <laughs> well, you know, we had some bad blood back a couple hundred years ago, right? But we got past that, right? Hundreds of years and, and, and culmination of, you know, differences and things have brought us to this point right now. And we're but, happy but to you have know, it. But you know, but you know what they, why they're doing it. You know why they're doing it. Because what they've done to your police forces in, in the cities, they've stopped funding them by how much money? Uh, 50% or more. And, and hang on, if I remember rightly, when Trump was in and they used the army or the National Guard to sort something out. The Democrats shouted, oh, you don't want us to be using them. What are they using? Mm -hmm. it, troops. Yeah, in your cities. Yeah, troops yeah. everywhere or whatever. Oh, yeah, and what's this, by the way, they're going to tell the troops who they can vote for? But here, here's the thing, though. It's interesting about that. It's, it's funny you bring that up because now if you notice, Trump is far away from this situation, right? He's on the golf course. He couldn't be further away from this situation. So now what? The media has no one to blame this on no one so now they're starting to turn well, on each other you notice that yeah uh, the thing is it's it's not finished yet there's a lot of underlying stuff there they can't yeah. i mean they're, they're they are shouting well it's it's one side is shouting domestic terrorism oh this that and whatever the people you can't have all the, the people are entitled to say the people are entitled to a vote the people are entitled to have rallies nobody was going around shooting people that's right the game is what it is one side says one thing, one side says the other. But they are not allowing freedom. They are imposing on the people, and that's not good. That is where it goes wrong. And what can you see by the end of this? That lovely piece of paper, which has all your rights on, will be put in the back room of a library one day and forgotten about. And that seems where it's heading. They're trying to change so many things. There was an interesting thing, especially with this impeachment going on, your Senate house is just going nuts, people saying one thing or another. But I learned something quite interesting because they were talking about impeachment laws and things like this. And you're talking about impeaching a president. And what about the people that have been there? He hasn't done anything for his own gain, personal gain and that. And yet you've got the Biden Ukraine thing. And before that, they actually bought something which is quite interesting when Obama was talking to the Russian president before he got re-elected. Oh, saying, Medvedev, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they were saying, well, I can sort that out, but you'll have to give me a bit of time. I back off when I'm in. You give me a bit of space. I'll sort it out for you. He didn't even know the mic was left on, and they got yeah. a recording of it. I mean, yeah. so that is saying, but that's personal gain. That is personal gain. That's manipulating the political thing for personal gain. So you get in. and. So what is going on here? What is going on? Here? There's been a hell of a lot of backroom lies and, and it's all just coming out in a wash. And it's getting interesting. The thing is, what will your Senate do about it? That is, I can see it going either way. I can see it going either way in the sense that the Senate will, at least as far as the impeachment is con concerned, I could see an argument of they won't do anything about it because, or, or excuse me, they'll basically acquit him because... He's a he's a citizen now. He's not president anymore. The entire impeachment process is to remove a president, right? A, a sitting president. It excuse is not me. meant. I, I agree with you there, but excuse me. I said something a while ago mm -hmm. before your election. I said they're going to go for it. If Trump goes out, Biden gets in, and Biden's a front. He mm -hmm. will play full penny. So you're going to get whatever Obama said. We'll say well, that's history. He's no longer in office. Trump's not in office, so we'll forget that. Biden might take the fall, so they put somebody in place they want to. Mm -hmm. 
But that point is, if Biden does take a fall voluntarily, that is when the people should say, we don't want any vice president or in, we want a re-election. And that is where your tipping point will come. Because they'll yeah. either get, they'll either have done all this to manipulate the system to get in who they want, and hopefully... Well, they would pull it, it won't. It won't happen, though. I mean, as far as doing a re-election, it would be a long, drawn-out process because we would have to have a constitutional amendment. There, there's nothing constitutionally to 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 have like an emergency election like that for a president. So it, basically, it, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But do they then, has this been manipulated enough so they get in who they want anyway? Well, Harris would be the next, like she, if they pull Biden, right, then he would come off, which, I mean, the guy belongs in, the, in, in a funny farm anyway. I mean, he's up there on TV for God's sake. I saw something on MSNBC yesterday. He's up there. Like, they actually have to hand him note cards now to read. Like, he's looking down, reading the <laughs> note cards and flipping through them in a 30-second thing. And finally, they had to cut the camera off of him because it's just so pathetic. He's sitting there. Everybody's seen the clip. He's sitting there signing this. Like, he's got an executive order. And he says, mm-hmm. what am I signing? And then you, you hear somebody off camera saying, just sign it anyway. Like, yeah. he, he, does, he doesn't even know what he's signing. He's a complete front, as you he, said. He's, but he's Harris, very vocal that if it put me in power, I'll do what you want me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Harris would, would be put in. Okay, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out why did they pick her? Because she was the first one out. She was the first one out. She was so unpopular with Democrats that she was the first one out. She had less than 2% of the vote when she dropped out. So, she's left of Bernie. She is. She is. She's, a, she, she's very left. Her. Yeah, she's left of Bernie. But okay, so all right, I see what you're saying. So she's mm. she's in deep with the system. Okay, so yeah. Th- yeah, there's that. But I mean, yeah, she's yeah, she's in deep. But there there's that. But I mean, it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to see. I, I'm trying to look behind the scenes in my own way as to what's going on here. And I I don't really know. I I might have some kind of an idea, but I can't be a hundred percent sure of it. So I don't really know. And the only reason I'm I'm thinking along those lines is because personal experience. That's all I'm going to say on it. But if you're looking and you're paying attention to what needs to be paid attention to, then you might be able to figure it out. But that's my guess. That's my guess. But I'm not going to I'm not going to go down that road. But there's something else that's going on in D.C. and I cannot put my finger on it. I don't know what the hell it is, but there's something about that situation that is just wrong. And I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is. That's all I'm saying. At the, at the moment, I feel like it's actually just playing out. And there, that's part of it. Told, it has to. Someone's actually achieved what aim they have. Trump is back on the golf course because you cannot say anything about what he's achieved, really, because he's done quite well politically, although his vocal point is sometimes a bit abrupt and a bit a bit crazy, but he's achieved politically what he wants. You've got, I mean, if you think about it, they're making it very, they're running, Biden is there nodding his head. Your Senate's talking about Ukraine again, quite openly, Across all the networks that go worldwide, you've got Biden sitting there on telly when he said, oh, I gave the Ukraine government six hours to get rid of that prosecutor. Otherwise, they weren't going to get their one billion whatever. Ha, ha, ha. And guess what they did? They fired him. Now, at one time, they shut the Washington Post. They shut everything down, all this. And now it's quite happily there again. So what's the play? The only play I can think of is what I thought. Biden will be gone. He'll be like, he's another face piece gone until they can establish a firmer hold. Don't know. Wait and see. See how it plays out. And then game on again, isn't it? Could easily just be the elite, if you will, those in the background going, essentially waving a club, you know, and and saying, look, you do as you're told, or we'll use 
your dementia. We'll use the Ukraine stuff. We'll go after your son. We'll go after your family. You know, because his entire family is involved with that whole Ukraine and oh yeah, that's China, Hunt, Russia, Hunt, Hunt, stuff. Hunter Biden, yeah, yeah and his well, mate. And I think there was three of them, wasn't there? Uh, the Secretary of State's son is the only one that went. John Kerry. Whoa, yeah. yeah, and went. Hey, what's going on here? Told everybody, yeah. And that, no, it's um. You see, whereas you've been shut down media-wise, now it's all everywhere. The yeah. it's like it's all opened up all of a sudden. Blah 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 blah. And everybody wants to hear this. Off you go, and they're shoving it down everybody's throat. So yeah, so basically you've had the rubbish about Russia and Trump when it was Ukraine and Biden really. So it was never Russia and Trump, it was UK and Biden. And it's it's all just, it's, it's, it's coming out with a wash, but it's been allowed to come out in the wash and it's been used. And the only reason I can think of that is to, to, to basically I go, okay, they're out of office, we'll let that go, like you say. But I can see Biden be given, taking a sidestep. He might even take a voluntary step down that, for his that, own health. He might yeah. make a statement and say, for my own health, I've got to give in to the and that's vice common. president. That's common. God bless you. Yeah, that's yeah. common. Some people are speculating that it could be as early as as thirty days from now. That by March yeah. he'll he'll be gone. Yeah, maybe. But so, but that I'm was torn. meant to be. Well, I'm torn on that one because if Kamala, uh, looking at this from a, a like a long term, long long game, uh, for Kamala to run again, it she has to it has to be under two years, I believe, when Biden steps down. So she would when she takes office right over she takes over when biden steps down or whatever mm -hmm. it has to be less than two years that she serves there and then she can run for two more terms so it's not considered a term if it's under two years i believe that gives us a lot of time to put things in place yeah but honestly they've learned they've learned from barack obama's administration they didn't act fast enough and he said that in his book, they didn't act fast enough. After that 100 days, you had the Tea Party stand up. And then once the Tea Party stood up, people were aware, people were mobilizing, and it basically threw a monkey wrench in the works. And they weren't able to get through what they wanted to get through. They started having resistance. However, if they can keep the people busy with other things, for example, uh, Ukraine, or uh, let's look at what Trump, the impeachment, mm -hmm. the coronavirus, you know, keep you looking everywhere else. And then yeah, during that first exactly. hundred days, they just start pumping through executive orders and policies and all that stuff. Did you know that the first week, uh, Biden has done what, 30 some within the first week, 30 some executive orders? 37. Yeah. Bill Clinton did, I believe, four in the first week. Bush did zero in his first week. Obama did four in his first week. And Trump did three in his first week. One. And what can a president do when they become a no, no, yeah, three. Yeah, three years. Three right. so, in a week. So yeah. they can push everything, get Biden to push everything through initially that they want. And if they need to fine tune it when he's gone, simple, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, are, it's, yeah. It, it seems so horribly, horribly blatant. But the domestic terrorism acts that you can hear them talking about scare the hell out of me. I agree. I think they, they, they are not nice. Well, they have to go after their political opposition now. They have to, like the mask is off. It's too late. It's too late. They have to push forward. This is how totalitarians and, and authoritarians work. We've been telling people all along, this is totalitarianism it in is. its infancy, in its infancy. We've been saying that for years now on this podcast, for years. And now it's here. Now the mask is off. We said years ago when we started all this, I said, like our first, our very first podcast, our very first one was on socialism. And we were telling people on her very first podcast what was coming, that we would be right here, right now. We've been consistent, if nothing else, that it's yeah. been that.
And so I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. And, and I know a lot of people are, you know, either still in denial or they're right on the edge of just waking up and they're trying to make sense of it and understand it. But I'm not shocked when I see all this stuff come out because I know that this is who these people are. I know history. I know how this stuff plays out. I know how this works and I know how this is going to end. But it's but there's got to be a, a political voice in opposition to balance things. And that is yeah. what's got to be said. You've got to have opposite political voices to balance things, to stop it getting out of control. Because the people will suffer, if and they already are. I feel sorry for you guys. I mean, we've had it here. We've had it chronically here with your domestic terrorism acts and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, we're in a way, it's just... It, it's just an endless wear away of people's rights. I agree with you. It is a human rights thing, big style, on yeah, a massive it's, scale. Yeah, it's it's going to have to be on the other side of this. We're going to have to take a serious look at, at human rights because that's going to have to be, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I mean, we, we kind of look at those here in the West as given because of the way that we've kind of come out of uh, a totalitarian civilization to begin with. And Christianity was the result of that. And so, of course, Christianity pr progressed and, and things. And of course, cherish your neighbor, cherish your family, cherish your community and all the rest of it. And so that was kind of a given. Our revolution, no, no offense, our revolution against the English was another step in that. It gave the modern world essentially right. I, on, I, I'm sorry. To, I've got to give you that. The English I, I'm sorry. Sucked. No, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's well, no, no, think about it. Think about it. If that didn't happen, if that didn't happen, then we wouldn't oh, have yeah. had the Bill of Rights in the Constitution. We wouldn't have had that. And you can't I, I don't think anybody with a half a brain can deny that those are the most positive rights that have been documented since that time, since that time in the manners. No, of I, I, I totally agree with you. But the thing is, you've got to go through and this is what they'll be shoving down your throat. You'll be paying for the crimes of your great granddaddy and oh, everything yeah, else. Yeah, and these people are I mean, idiots. we. I mean, Britain has been paying for that since the British Empire. That excuse from the left side, yeah, and it's been manipulated and used and everything else. I mean, you just got to look at the crap we've been through. Excuse my French, and it's it. You're getting it manifold. I mean, how the Democrats think that there shouldn't be any political party in opposition to them, and they are the voice of everything, that in itself is a horrible ding-dong. I mean, uh, that's sorry, Marxism. the red that, light's that's, going off. That's yeah, that's cultural Marxism. There is no opposition. Yeah, but but if you look at Lenin and everybody else that did the, the Bolsheviks, the, the wars, and the, once they got in power, how many of their people died, suffered for it? Yeah. There's not, not not one takeover in Russia where their people haven't suffered for whatever. I mean, Stalin. But hey, I mean, it doesn't work. One person ruling or one party ruling whatever doesn't work. Never will do. Okay, it brings a lot of bureaucracy and red tape and a lot of nausea, but there's got to be a voice of opposition. And that voice it's of opposition has just taken a seat because you've pissed him off. He came walking over with a vengeance. All right, what do you got? Last comment, GP. There have been regimes and there have been rulers that were be beneficent to their people. But the problem is that benevolent. it doesn't last. Benevolent. benevolent. No. Yeah. Did I say beneficent? Beneficent. Yeah, yes, GP. Is that your mind? creator. You're a creator of the American language. <laughs> English is my third language. Give me a break. No. Oh, there has been. Yes, but it's far and yes. few between. Yeah, it takes mm -hmm. a very special person to be able to take that mantle and mm -hmm. not 
actually make a mess of it. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. There have been wonderful people, but it's far and few between. Yes. But see, it could happen. So there is a chance. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, everybody's got to live. If we stop living in hope and good ideals, well, Mm -hmm. you might as well give up. Exactly. Yeah. No, we never give up. No, sir. We do not. All right. That's going to do it for today. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being here. So normally I would plug our socials right now, but we can't do that. But we would encourage all of you to hop on over to Telegram. They've just made some changes. Uh, A lot of WhatsApp refugees are flooding in over there. They've had about 100 million in the last 30 days. Think about that. 100 million in the last 30 days because of WhatsApp's new privacy policy or whatever it is where you have to now disclose more information or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure. But Telegram have made it easy. You can export your history from WhatsApp, all of your contacts and all the rest of it. And you can upload all of it, all your conversations and everything over to Telegram so you can make the transition nice and easy. So if you are looking to hop onto another platform and get get yourself informed and stay informed, then uh, we would highly recommend that you uh, make the jump over to Telegram. It's a fantastic platform and it's growing more and more every day. Uh, Also, when you get over there, we are over there. We do have a Telegram channel set up over there where we mirror our podcasts that we do here every day. They go out on the normal platforms, but we know that podcasting censorship is coming with everything that we've discussed tonight. So we know that that's on the horizon, but we will always have our uh, channel open on uh, on Telegram and that's where all of our uh, podcasts will go out. Also, we're doing exclusive podcasts once a week over on Telegram just for our Telegram subscribers. And check out our latest episode over there. GP was so happy to be with us on our uh, on our last one. And he expanded his vocabulary a little bit. I and, did. Uh, yeah. I made up some new words. He did. He I got did. some new He's, ones. Yeah, just like he made up, uh, what was it? Beneficent. Beneficent. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, when you get over to Telegram, uh, look us up. Uh, we have a public channel over there. Just search They're for my Dynam- words. Yes, GP. Just search for Dynamic Independence. We'll pop right up. Join the channel. And, and all this is free to do. It doesn't cost you any money. Uh, but yeah, when you do make the change, give us a uh, give us a uh, subscribe over there and you'll get all of our podcasts. Plus, you will get our exclusive podcast once a week. Also, we're asking any of you who have small businesses, especially those of you in the UK who are talking about doing this, uh, this great reopening and trying to follow the Italians and follow the Polish and a couple other European countries that are in the process of trying to reopen their businesses and fight back against the government. If you're a small business owner in the UK, please do reach out to us or anyone else that is a small business owner. uh, If you would please reach out to us at any time to get in contact with us, we would love to have you on and sit down and get your thoughts about opening your business, your experience through all this and what you see going forward. We would love to have you on and uh, take part in our conversation and you can talk to our audience as well. But you can do that by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family and known associates. We're trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available for the time being everywhere you get your podcast with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you can give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience or whatever platform you listen to us on, five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that will do it. Uh, thank you for being here, Ned. Thank you for being here, GP and Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Good night.